Hey everyone, welcome to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast, a podcast dedicated towards helping you stay healthy so you can stay on the golf course and not in the clubhouse. We will be covering all things golf, from fitness, performance, injury recovery, instruction, and everything else in between. I am your host, Dr. Russ Manalastis. I am a board-certified sports physical therapist and strength coach based out of Rochester, New York. Our goal with this podcast is to help you play your best golf yet while doing so without limitations. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Russ. Today, we're joined by our special guest, Jake Newman. Jake is the Golf Marketing Coordinator for Rapsodo Golf. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Russ. It's great to be here. So, Jake, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, I know, uh, obviously, we've kind of talked prior to getting on this podcast, but tell us a little bit about your education and your journey through golf to end up ultimately with Rapsodo. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I actually, I grew up in Southern California, very hot spot for uh, junior golf and very competitive. In fact, I played a lot of tournaments against Matt Wolf uh, growing up. So, tough, tough competition out there. But yeah, so my goal was to play college golf. So I traveled a lot in junior golf high school, trying to get recognized and noticed uh, by college coaches around the country. I ended up getting offered a spot on the Maryville University uh, golf team in St. Louis, Missouri. Went there. Uh, and I'm actually finishing up my last uh, semester there as well. But going there, uh, majoring in sport business management. Uh, and now I'm actually getting my uh, master's degree with them currently. So college golf's a blast. I mean, it's, it, you can't beat traveling around the country with some of your best friends and playing some of the top courses there is out there too. So, it's, so I was, I'm very fortunate to play college golf and uh, not only at, at a great university, but with great group of guys as well so yeah so jake tell, maybe kind of touch upon that you know in the obviously in the midst of a pandemic you know you, you it, things probably look a little different than than when you first started there right so maybe kind of talk a little bit about you know how how has that changed for you guys in terms of scheduling and traveling and be able to kind of just do the things that you maybe want to do but ultimately like there's a lot more implications and a lot there's a lot more logistical things i think that need to be worked out with with covid in the way it is yes 100 percent. i mean still is not normal i mean even the band rides you typically you got six seven guys packed right. in their golf gear and all that and it's you can't you just can't do that right now it's, right. it's about three maximum people per van everybody has their own rows and we have to take two bands per tournament wearing masks wearing masks all the time maximum number of people in the workout room for workouts and our team does team yoga as well yeah. Uh, just every, getting your temperature checked every single morning, not going out and partying with friends on the weekend, just just be, being aware. I mean, it's bigger than yourself. I mean, there's a lot of, unfortunately, there's a lot of things that you have to tell your friends, no, I can't go do this just because just that risk factor. So, I mean, everything is is different. So it's just the way, that's the way it is. So for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, your situation is probably not exclusive to you guys. I'm sure everyone else around the country is kind of experiencing the same thing. And, you know, like you said, it, there's an accountability piece to it, right? I think as much as you want to ultimately have that social aspect of, you know, maybe hanging out with your friends and doing things on the side, like there's a responsibility to your team to be able to kind of, you know, obviously not be the cause or potentially be the link as to why an outbreak or something like that kind of happens. Right. So I definitely kind of commend you for, for, you know, staying the line and staying true to your team as well. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's really just signing up for the job of playing a college sport is yeah. you got to know what you're signing up for going into it. Uh, 
taking or tell, being able to tell your friends no, even though you may want to kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, but I mean, that's just the way it is. So, yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you got maybe kind of, you know, hooked up with Rapsodo. Tell us kind of that kind of interaction in that journey. You know, I know, I know you're doing, you're finishing up your schoolwork now, but you know, kind of maybe tell us to how you got exposed to Rapsodo and ultimately how you started kind of landing with them and ultimately be, becoming their golf marketing coordinator. Yeah, for sure. So kind of my junior year at university, I was so focused on golf and trying to win a national championship with my team and being the best golfer that I could. I was never really focused on internships, uh, job <laughs> stuff like that. Right. And I was very fortunate. The general manager of uh, Rap Soto is also a professor at Maryville University. And oh, nice. uh, he came in to one of our seminars like, hey, I'm here's Rap Soto. We work with Sky. We work with sky track a little bit and i was like i our team just got a sky track like i know what that is and i was like i'm interested i want to learn more about this internship and what that could possibly like mean so actually i interviewed for the internship uh had a lot of mutual connections with the people who worked there and just totally hit it off and so i ended up getting the internship and around that time i started the internship was right when that they started beginning like phase one of testing of the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. So I've been there since since there was an app before the app kind of. (laughs) So I've been testing out since day one. So I've been very fortunate to see the start to finish of basically how a product goes from stage one to now being at where we are right now. So that's pretty uh, awesome. But yeah, so I've been an intern for them for, a little over a year, and then I became a, a full-time golf marketing coordinator about six to eight months ago as well. So that's cool. And again, not many people get the opportunity to see things kind of from start to finish, right? So the fact that you were there from the beginning, kind of seeing all the framework and, and the bones, and ultimately seeing the final product—that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah. No, I'm very fortunate. I mean, it's very—it's definitely not easy uh, to go about that. So. Right. Uh, like like I said, I'm in St. Louis, so there's a lot of cold days out in the range where you're testing and hitting balls, and it's 15, 20 degrees out, and but just things that need to be done, and, and that could be days that are also frustrating where maybe the app isn't working, and we're right. trying to test something back, and then communicating with the engineer teams on what yeah. needs to improve and stuff like that. So, but it, it's it was a great experience, and I'm very lucky. So yeah. That's awesome. So maybe let's do this, Jay. Let's kind of backtrack a little bit. Maybe kind of for the listeners who maybe aren't overly aware of who Rapsodo is, maybe kind of kind of break down what Rapsodo does in terms of, you know, I know obviously you guys stuff outside of golf as well, but maybe kind of break down for listeners. Tell us what Rapsodo is about in terms of, you know, who you're trying to kind of um, target in terms of your, your, your products and things like that. Yeah. So Rapsodo provides technology to help players of all skill levels improve their performance and ultimately prove how they perform on the field or the course. So uh, Rapsodo started as the the company that created the brand Skytrack. So many people are familiar with that also golf launch monitor. Uh, And after we created Skytrack, we found there was a need on the baseball side of kind of that uh, technology data, uh, technology at an affordable price for players and teams. So 
uh, we created a hitting and pitching monitor uh, to sell to the baseball market. And now all 30 MLB teams use our products. So if you look at uh, Mike Trout or Clayton Kershaw, they're using our Rapsodo technology to help uh, improve their games. And like I said, in 2019 is when uh, we introduced the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. And so it's been a little bit over a year, close to two years now where that's been out. And uh, we've been very fortunate to uh, be named by my golf spy as the best personal and most accurate personal launch monitor and also be the official launch monitor of golf digest as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty nice credentials to have, man, especially when you're trying to kind of gain some traction in, in, in a personal market like this, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. A lot of hard work from our engineer team, the testing almost every day, it seems like um, doesn't happen overnight. So a lot yeah. of people involved. So, yeah. So, you know, Jake, maybe kind of tell the listeners um, a little bit about the technology behind the mobile launch monitor, you know, like, you know, how is, you know, again, when you're using the mobile launch monitor, you know, I know now that you can use it both outside and indoors as well. So especially, you know, in in colder climates like you are where I am, um, you can use it inside and still get the same type of data as if you were outside playing in Southern California. Tell us maybe a little bit about the technology that's in the mobile launch monitor and how ultimately like it, how accurate it can be in terms of tracking and how it's tracking some of the stuff that we're trying to look at. Yeah, for sure. So we use a Doppler radar technology, which you'll find in pretty much most, most launch monitors out there. So we also combine that with the computer vision uh, as well, which is a specialty for Rapsodo is that computer vision aspect. So if you think about it uh, on your iPhone, uh, or iPad is that front facing camera yep. and being able to track ball flight through that. So that so we combine both Doppler radar and computer vision to help you get all your uh, stats that we provide. So it's distance, ball speed, club head speed, launch angle, all that stuff. Uh, and the cool thing about our Rapsodo mobile launch monitor is we take a video of each one of your swings as well. And if you're outside on the range or on the course, um, you could see a shot tracer as well. So like you see on TV with the pros sure. or so you can look back on um, your rain session later on and remember exactly where that shot went. So, uh, yeah. That's pretty remarkable, man. And again, let's be honest, who, who doesn't want a shot tracer on each shot that you're, that you're hitting, right? I mean, that's, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Good or bad. So, <laughs> exactly right. Uh, so, and, and it, it's cool. Like you said, now, uh, we have launched our net and indoor functionality. So uh, especially during these winter months, um, you could be able to go out to your garage, put up a net, hit shots in there when you may not be able to access the range or course due to snow or, or just cold conditions. And yeah. at that time, you could still work on your game and still track all your numbers and see where you're at at that point in time. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I think, you know, the the cool thing about the product is that, you know, a lot of these launch monitors that are out there, the, the video access to be able to kind of see what your swing look like and, you know, where you are in impact position and ultimately what the numbers look like after that, they, they don't really, there's not a lot like that out on the market or at least at, at the price point that Rapsodo is coming in at, right? So I think that's really, really cool that you can at least get some real, real feedback on not only the, the numbers that you're seeing, but also the video of you actually swinging. So you can kind of try and tie those together to figure out, hey, I did this on this swing. If I maybe kind of tweak something here, I can get instant kind of feedback and then hopefully represent in the numbers as well. Yeah, for sure. It, it's funny you say that because 
it seems like my college team or even high school team, everybody's asking, hey, you mind video my swing? You mind video on my swing? And with the mobile launch monitor, I don't have to bug or ask any of my teammates, hey, can you take a video? It takes every shot's video for me. And within the app, I also have the ability to export and send those shots to uh, my coach to take a look at as well. So, yeah. So we actually also introduced a platform called Coach Connect uh, recently that allows players of uh, any skill level to be able to send their uh, MLM Rapsodo Mobile Launcher swings with the shot tracer, with all the data to some of the top coaches in the world. So if you look at Mike Malaska, uh, Mark Blackburn, uh, guys like that, uh, players now have the ability to access them in the MLM app and send them swings. And you could also have your personal swing coach uh, get the Coach Connect app and be connected to their players uh, as well. So, I mean, you got to love the power of technology, right? I mean, that's just what it comes down to. <laughs> Having accessibility to guys like Mark Blackburn, who obviously are doing big things with TPI and all the other you know, golfers that he works with, you know, that's just yeah. – there's something to be said about that, right? Like technology can go a long way in helping you have access to feedback or instruction that you, you might not be able to have access to ever, right? So that's really, really cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you, even if you look at this whole COVID situation, right. this whole remote teaching, a lot of my classes at Maryville are online. So sure. taking classes from your apartment or in your room, I mean, right. just completely different. So being yep. able to access some of the coaches in the palm of your hand in your pocket kind of thing is invaluable. I mean, being able to basically, if you can't see them in person uh, because the range is being closed or course being closed and still improve your game and have somebody take a look at it. uh, There's still a lot of value to that. So, yeah. Absolutely. I I 100% agree, especially in the off season, right? When you're trying to make maybe some swing tweaks here and there or trying to kind of, work on swing path, like having some feedback from a coach, but also having the, the data to kind of support whatever you're trying to do. Uh, like you said, that's invaluable for sure. Yeah. Having that data to basically back up everything that the player is saying and also the coach says right. uh, as well. So uh, I use this app a lot. Um, so I go to my lesson uh, with my, with my coach and then being able to connect with him, when I'm away from the lesson and still being able to progress and have him help me uh, head in the right directions in terms of what my stats may look like or what my swing looks like, uh, shot shape with the shot tracer and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really, I mean, again, it's just a testament to, uh, I think, the hard work you guys have put in, but also to the the, the technology that's available to be able to utilize this, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just crazy how much technology has become into the game now i mean i remember a few weeks ago seeing or a couple months ago seeing the masters uh, live from the range at the masters and you see all these players warming up with all of them have launch monitors it's like (laughs) i mean that's just the way it is i mean if if you don't have it and you're serious about golf it's just invaluable so for sure so tell us jake you know when when you first started kind of launching the mobile launch monitor when did you guys start to kind of maybe gain some traction on the the launch monitor market in terms of hey this is something that's a viable option for either recreational golfers you know elite golfers when did you start to kind of notice some traction in that from the very start i'd say people 
always want to access. They think of TrackMan, TrackMan. That's kind of the industry standard, but sure. nobody could afford it. Or most, excuse me, most people can't afford a yeah. $20,000 or plus pieces of technology right. to help them improve their game. So right. us at a price point of under $500, being able to have most of the same uh, technology that TrackMan has in, in your pocket, right. being able to take that wherever you go and also take a video of your swing and basically just give you a complete summary of your practice session uh, on your phone, um, which attracted players of all skill level and also all ages. So, and that also caught the eye of um, a lot of the top instructors around the country. So like I said, Mark Blackburn uh, uses a lot for his lessons. Mike Malaska uh, uses it for pretty much all his lessons. And so those are two of the two uh, recent uh, PJ teachers of the year that have been using it for all their lessons and stuff as well. So, yeah. yeah. It's not bad to have those guys as part of your team. That's for sure. Yeah, no, we're very lucky. So they're great guys too. So you know, maybe kind of tell us a little bit about kind of working with, let's say, instructors like Mark Blackburn and, and those guys. You know, how has that been in terms of their feedback about the uh, the product itself? And maybe, you know, what are they looking for in terms of, you know, maybe maybe some modifications or things like that moving forward so that you can continue to kind of adapt and evolve with, you know, what, what instructors or even just tour players or even recreational golfers, what they're looking for as well? Yeah. For, first of all, the biggest thing is accuracy. If you don't have a product that's accurate, then what's the point? So we we take that very seriously and we would not have that ability to work with Blackburn at Malaska if our product was not accurate. So we're continuously making sure that it's accurate. And uh, like I said, my golf spy and many others have named it the most accurate launch monitor, personal launch monitor out there. And so accuracy, number one, also that portability and mobility aspect um, it comes in kind of like a rangefinder like case. Yep. And so being able to, whether you, even if you have a track man, being able to take this in your backpack and wherever you go and set it up under 30 seconds is also really valuable as well. So another, a couple of things we're working on is being able to account for elevation. So people in Denver, yep. uh, maybe, asking some questions on when is elevation going to be accounted for and also uh, Android availability as well. So those, those are two things that uh, will be coming out very soon. So, yeah. That's great, man. Again, like you said, we always got to continuously evolve and make sure that the product, you can get the product in as many hands as you can so that the accessibility and the portability, like you mentioned, uh, it goes without saying like the fact that you can kind of just, put it in your pocket or put it in your bag. And then when you need to use it, whenever you want, it's there at your accessibility. That's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I like taking it out on the course with me too. And I'm with a group of buddies, just propping it down takes 15 seconds for me to set up and doing a long drive competition with some friends out in the course or close to the pin competition. And also since we take a video of your swing and give you all your stats with that shot tracer, we kind of think that has kind of taken away that, for example, you go to a charity event and everybody takes that foursome picture 
and you take it home with you and everybody just throws it in the closet and never, <laughs> never sees it again. But with the mobile launch monitor, you could save that video of that shot. So I'm on 18 at Pebble, Pebble Beach, uh, hitting that bomb on 18 there, right. seeing that trace with the water on the left and being able to post that to social media or just save that video on your camera roll as your memory is something that a lot of people find attractive as well. Yeah, awesome, right? Like again, it's the accessibility part, right? And the fact that you can just kind of plop it down and, and, and take a video and then you can save it or use it however you want. And again, I think that's the convenience of it is the, I think the important factor there. Yeah, hundred <clears> percent. So Jake, you know, maybe let, let's transition because I know you, you're playing golf at, at Maryville as well right now. So kind of explain to us maybe kind of your, your routine, you know, what's your schedule looking like in terms of, you know, training, how often you're training during the week, you know, do you have a coach that's kind of, you know, programming for you guys or you guys on your own in terms of stuff like that? You know, we're always interested, you know, from the performance side, from a rehab side, injury recovery side, you know, what that looks like at the collegiate level. And obviously understanding that the collegiate level, everyone's different, right? Every program is different, but, you know, for you, you know, maybe tell the listeners a little bit about your experience in terms of training, you know, the scheduling and be able to kind of maybe kind of juggle all those different things as you kind of are still studying as well. Yeah, for sure. Our team is very busy, like most college golf programs around the country. Usually our weekly schedule looks like, I mean, everybody has different class schedules as well. So usually practice at the range on the course is based around class schedules. So if I have classes that are done before noon, then I'll go practice afternoon for uh, two, three hours. And then uh, usually two to three times a week, we'll have weight training and then two Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. we have yoga. So that's an early start for our team. That, but it's very, I found a lot of benefits come from yoga for college golf um, as well. Not only, obviously, the flexibility aspect, also the breathing aspect. Yeah. Um, you're out on the course, coming down the stretch of a big tournament, and you just got to take a deep breath and settle in. So, yeah. Um, so from a, from a training standpoint, if you're training two to three times a week, is that kind of um, overseen by like a, like a strength conditioning coach or is that overseen by your own, for like uh, your, your skill coach? Like how is, that, how is that kind of set out or laid out for you in that regard? Yeah, so the strength and training, we do have a trainer at Maryville that we work with and he puts together a weekly and almost daily programs for us to go right. through. So we're very fortunate with that in terms of yoga uh, that's just usually with our coach. Uh, we have a set routine with that. So, nice. uh, but yeah. How about for you, for, for you personally, like, do you feel from either a training standpoint or like a skill work standpoint, do you feel like, you know, where's your need at this point? Do you feel like being in the gym is, is beneficial to, to help with your skill work? Or do you feel like, Hey, let me get my skill work in. And then the training will help kind of like, where are you in that? Like, do you feel like do you favor one more than the other in terms of either training, strength, conditioning versus, hey, I got to do my skill work. I got to do all this stuff to make sure that my game's on point when tournaments come around. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. So I find out that the training is obviously going to help the skill a lot more than the other way around. Sure. So usually in the off season, uh, the summer and the winter months is when I go really hard in, in the gym and yeah. really kind of push things forward. So if I want more club at speed i'm looking for more speed i'll i'll just ramp up the weights and uh, speed training uh, in the winter months 
Yep. And in the competitive months is basically just going through the, the routine and keeping your cardio up, not doing a whole lot of heavy weights, yep. but, but obviously still going through that stuff, but also uh, finding out what areas in the off season that I need to work on. So then we could put together a plan with my trainer of uh, how to attack that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I teed it up for you. I think you hit it, you hit it out of the park there. And so it's, you know, I think it's, it's really important, you know, when we tell a lot of our young golfers, you know, I'm a, I'm a strength coach for a local college here for their golf teams. And you know, we always tell people like, listen, if, if you don't have a plan, and we're just kind of spinning our wheels here a bit, right? We need to kind of make sure that, listen, if you need to improve your mobility through your hips or your upper back in order for you to get big, bigger back, back swing, whatever it may be, we need to figure out a plan for that, right? And then once the season comes around, yeah, we kind of scale back on some of the weights, but we still want to make sure that we're getting the weight training just from an injury reduction standpoint and making sure the body stays durable. So, you know, I think, you know, like you had mentioned, the, the training should help enhance the skill work, you know, and, and not the other way around. So, you know, as much as, you know, we, we as golfers want to continue to work on our short game and work on hitting the ball farther, sometimes you need to take care of your body in order to do that as well. Yeah, 100%. And I've also found a, a relationship between my swing coach and how he may identify some of those weaknesses in my golf swing. It's, for example, like you said, my hips. Like when I first came into college, I had a mobility issue in my hips. So he's like, hey, let me get in contact with your trainer and – uh, just figure out a plan to attack that. And so once we figure that out, then it's just a matter of staying committed and doing it. If I, if I'm serious about it, then I'm going to attack it and I'm going to see the progress and improvements uh, shortly after. So. Yeah, that, that's yeah. awesome. You know, the, again, we always kind of preach an integrated model, right? So if your swing coach can relay some information to your strength coach or your trainer and, and ultimately be able to kind of work on that so that you're more prepared once you actually do your skill work, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a no-brainer, right? That's a win-win for everyone. So uh, that makes a ton of sense to me. And hopefully the, the people that are listening to this, they'll, they'll, take, they'll take some solace in knowing that that's really, really important in order to kind of build a long-term plan. Yeah, 100%. If you got to put a good team around you both on the course and off the course. And yeah. having them kind of integrated, that's even better. So. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, transition to our what's in the bag section. So we always like to kind of tell, uh, ask the person that's on the, on the show with us what they're swinging. And obviously, you know, you be a collegiate golfer. I know, I know you've got a lot of specs that you probably want to kind of talk about. So maybe kind of tell the listeners about what you got in your bag right now. Yeah, for sure. So uh, first and foremost, I'm a Titleist guy. So from, from uh, driver and down to wedges, pretty much all Titleist. So right. I just got the new Titleist irons, the T100s, nice. um, which are sweet. I love them. And then I got the TS2 driver and three wood. Uh, and then, of course, you got to go the bulky wedges, right? Yep. Uh, so I got the SM7 uh, wedges. I like to carry four wedges, actually. So I go pitching wedge, and then I go 50 degree, 54 degree, and 58 degree. Nice. Um, my swing coach is not a fan of 60 degrees and launching it way up in the air and okay. <laughs> letting the wind take messages. But right. so, yeah, so yeah, I have uh, I I got the T100s's. I'm a lefty, so I'm a softball, right? So we invested in those last last summer, and I couldn't be happier. It's just an amazing club. Even just kind of when you're addressing the ball, you're looking at the face, what uh, at address. 
I mean, there's something pure and clean about the T100s, right? And I, that's, it's a really great, uh, obviously, Titleist does a great thing. I'm a Titleist performance guy, too. So uh, I, I've heard great things about the TSI. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't invested in that yet. I've got a TS2 as well. So uh, yeah. maybe hopefully, maybe some, sometime down the road at some point. Yeah, for sure. I haven't, I haven't tried the TSI either. I've heard good things about it, so I'm intrigued to try it out. So yeah, what do you what do you, what do, you do for putter? You got a Scotty? I actually I did have a Scotty, but I about a year ago I changed to an Odyssey. Actually. Okay. So nice. Uh, a blade putter. I've never been a mallet guy, so sure. uh, I actually I used to play hockey. So having that kind of uh, similar kind of hockey setup, I guess. Uh, sure, sure. With the flat stick, so that's what I got. Yeah. Nice, man. That's good. <laughs> now is um. Is your team like that? Is there are they more pro one thing or another in terms of ball manufacturer, club manufacturer, anything like that, or is it kind of a mixed bag? Our school, we're fortunate to be allowed to have a mixed bag. I know some schools are nice. solely tailor made or Titleist right. and whatnot. Right. So I'd say about seventy five to eighty, maybe even more, are all Titleist Pro V one or Pro V one X. Sure. With some uh, maybe tailor made TP five X integrated in, but that's pretty much the majority of our team is that title is. That's awesome. Yeah. Listen, you can't go wrong uh, with title. No. Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do our shotgun round. So this is like a lightning round. So what we'll do, uh, Jake, is we'll, we'll answer you, we'll ask you a number of different questions and you're just going to answer as best as you can. You can elaborate on your answer if you want, or we can just kind of move on. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So how about our favorite golfer for you? Favorite golfer, I got to go Matt Wolf for me. Uh, <laughs> playing against him, growing up a little bit, and just that swagger that he cruises around with, and sure. just got to respect it. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about maybe kind of like your experience kind of playing against him in competition. Like, you know, obviously, you know, you look at his swing, it's pretty unique. Was that like that all the time when you were playing with him, or has that kind of evolved since he's kind of been on the PGA Tour? Yeah, he's always had it. Um, maybe it's just more. Uh, magnified now but uh, I'll never forget a U.S. Junior Am qualifier I played in and he was there too I think I shot maybe two or three under for the qualifier and I wasn't even close to qualifying he he came in at like 10 or 12 under and I was I was like thanks for coming just like (laughs) like, (laughs) but no he's he's a good dude so that's cool I mean you you don't not many people get the opportunity to kind of play uh, against talents like that. So that's pretty, pretty unique in your, in your, your regard. Yeah, for sure. It was a lot of fun. All right. How about our uh, favorite golf brand for you? Obviously we kind of talked about Titleist, but like, what about like apparel or stuff like that? Do you gravitate towards anything in particular? Yeah, I'm, I'm a SoCal dude. So you got to go Travis Matthew. You can't go wrong with them either for sure. Nah. <laughs> All right. How about our uh, preferred drink or snack while you're playing? Coors Light. Nice. <laughs> Don't tell my coach. <laughs> All right, we'll make sure we kind of block your coach from this podcast. <laughs> okay. How about like when you're, when you're playing, like do you, do you kind of snack on anything? You know, I know a lot of times people kind of talk about peanut butter and jellies. People talk about like trail mix. Is there anything that you kind of gravitate towards in terms of that? Or is that something that you kind of maybe, maybe kind of wait for after the round to, to do that? Yeah, no. Snacking on the course during a round is – I found to be extremely important. I remember growing up junior golf. It's like, I didn't want to eat a lot on the course, sure. but then my coach is like, well, why are you struggling on your last six holes? Then he's like, are you eating? And I'm like, uh, no. So, so 
So I, we worked on a plan actually is like, yeah, you may not be hungry, but take a bite of something every three, every four holes yep. just to keep your energy level up. So that thing for me is probably like a first tea bar. Nice. Um, I usually have one of those every round. So, yeah. 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 It's usually kind of recommend like every three or four holes, just kind of consume something, you know, obviously just to kind of keep your energy levels high, make sure you can kind of get through the round and not feel like you're kind of dragging towards the end there. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really key. Yeah. Or how about, uh, what's your favorite club in your bag that you like to swing? I got the new Titleist two iron that, um, just love to hit stingers with. Nice. <laughs> uh, I know I'm going to hit the fairway off the tee. So you got a tight par four, par four, maybe not the longest. Yeah. You got to hit the fairway. And I like, I like that club. <laughs> two iron. Yeah. You don't, you don't hear too many of that nowadays, but you know, ultimately like keep it low, low risers, kind of keep it accurate. That's, that's a great way to go. Yeah. hundred percent. So how about, uh, what's your preference? Par three or par five? Ooh, I'll go par three. Being in California, there's a lot of scenic part threes that I've been fortunate to play. So uh, looking at my scoring average the past four years, I do pretty well in part three. So <laughs> I got to go part three. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. Listen, if you play well with them, then why, why wouldn't you want to kind of gravitate towards that? Yeah, for sure. So <clears throat> how about uh, what's what's the preference there? Do you would you prefer to take a cart? Or would, you prefer, or would you prefer to walk? I prefer to walk. Um, I do not like to play slow golf at all, yeah. but I also like to get some exercise and steps in and kind of yeah. just take everything in. So I uh, prefer walk. Yeah. I think, you know, th it's a rhythm thing, right? Like I feel like when I walk, I have a tendency to kind of be a little more engaged versus if I'm driving around, like I just feel like you go shot to shot. It just kind of doesn't feel like you're completely engaged there. So for at least me, like walking gives me sort of a rhythm, gives me an opportunity to kind of think about the shot, think about what I want to do as they kind of come up to the ball. I couldn't agree more. I think walking is a great way to kind of go about it. Yeah, for sure. Especially you miss the green on some hole and you grab a couple wedges to take with you and maybe you forget one. Right. Are you walking back to the cart or are you just going to suck it up and use exactly. one of those wedges? So. Exactly right. Like, ah, oh, forget, I'll just hit the 60 and, you know, you know, blade it off the top of there and, you know, yeah. green. Yeah. Exactly. All right. How about, uh, what, what's the favorite movie for you? Caddyshack or Happy Gilmore? I know this is always a tough one for a lot of, you know, golf fanatics. Oh, like I said, I used to play hockey, so I got to go Happy Gilmore. So yeah, yeah. We, we see a lot of hockey players in addition to golfers and there's a lot of parallels between both sports. So I totally get that. Yeah. There's a ton. I mean, a lot of NHL players are really good at golf. Really at good. Yeah. We have a lot of our amateur and pro guys that come in here and work with us in the summer and they're incredible golfers. They smoke the ball. I mean, they just literally just – they stripe it all the time, and they're really, really good. So I definitely yeah. think that rotational aspect of the sport, both for hockey and golf, there, there's definitely a lot of similarities there. Yeah, for sure. It's fun to see. Yeah. Right, how about a favorite golf memory for you? I know this might be kind of tough since you've kind of been playing golf for a long time, but do you have a favorite golf memory that kind of sticks out to you? I do. Uh, in 2019, uh, our team was very fortunate to – uh, win our conference championship. Nice. And so uh, the way our conference does it is you play three rounds of stroke play and then the top four make it to match play. So uh, we were actually ranked the fourth seed out of the four teams. So uh, we had to beat the number one seed in the semifinal, semi yep. then advance to the final round and uh, come out on top. And I was fortunate to be in the last group and bring it home for us. So awesome. uh, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. 
Those are those are memories you don't forget. That's for sure. No, it was a blast, and my parents were flew in and were part of that and got to see it. So that was even better. So that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, you can't go you can't go wrong with memories like that. And that's again something you'll be able to kind of tell your kids and your grandkids. Like that's really really cool. Yeah, hundred percent. And just just that memory, like you said, with that group of guys and just that brotherhood will have forever. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Who's uh so you know thinking off the top of your head, who's someone you'd maybe kind of recommend we reach out to be a guest on the show? For this show, I would for sure say somebody at, at TPI that I'm really close friends with, uh, Ben Salisbury. He he's uh, one of the main guys aside from obviously uh, yeah. Dave Phillips and Greg Rose. Uh, he does a lot of their content stuff and uh, knows a lot about TPI and does some of the stuff with them and. He's an awesome guy, a lot of personality, and he'd, he'd be awesome on the show. So Ben Salisbury, for sure. Yeah, maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll maybe try and kind of connect and, and try and figure out how we can get him on the show after the, after we get off the podcast. That'd be great. Yeah, 100%. That'd be awesome. All right, so, you know, Jake, I really appreciate your time, man. You know, I know, obviously, you got a lot of stuff going on studying, prepping for the golf season, and working with Raph Soto, too. But, you know, maybe kind of uh, – let's, let's finish with some words of wisdom. Maybe kind of tell the listeners, you know – why using a launch monitor would be beneficial for their practice performance. Obviously we know that why, why it would be beneficial, but maybe someone's on the fence or maybe kind of unsure as to whether or not they should pull a trigger on, you know, the, the MLM for rap soda. Why would that be of benefit for them? Yeah, for sure. If you're serious about golf and looking for something to improve your game and it's just you practicing by yourself, or if you work with a professional coach, uh, being able to have a resource to track your progress and also track uh, where you're at with your game currently and being able to put together a plan how to how to improve and also see those distances for each of your clubs. If you don't know how far you're hitting it and you go to the course, um, your scores aren't going to be exactly what you want. So, and also, like I said, if you look at on TV right now, all the PGA Tour players are using it. So yeah. uh, if you're serious about golf, then it's, it's almost invaluable not to have one. So, yeah. And I think, you know, you, you touched on a really, really important part like that, that spacing between clubs and understanding where, like the, how far you can hit one club, but what, what your average is. Like, again, having those numbers, I think, can go a long way in helping you once you get on the course know, hey, listen, if I'm this far out, this is where I've been kind of practicing and this is the numbers that I know I've been use, utilizing. Or, so only try and hit the club and see, see what happens, right? And I think the more you can kind of track that, it just gives you better feedback to, that ultimately allows you to continue to kind of work on your game so that you can kind of round it out and have it be very pretty, pretty consistent on a, on a round around basis. Yeah. The biggest thing you said there, that feedback, especially, and not only just from uh, exactly what you have currently in your bag, but if you think about, if you look at that gapping between each of your clubs and if there happens to be a big gap, say for example, between my seven and six iron, then that may not be swing swing uh, problem all the time. It could be a club problem. So your lie angles off, your loft your loft has changed from hitting off the mat so much. Yeah, a lot a lot of people hit indoors, um, especially during these winter months and certain sure. times. Uh, that can affect your lie angles on your club. So. 
going to club fitters and having that checked and get them back to uh, what you started with. So standard for most people. Yeah. And so, so being able to have a launch monitor to see those gaps allows you to scale back and get it back to where they should be. That's awesome. That's, that's well said. I mean, I, I really even didn't even think about that, right? You go from a mat all winter and then all of a sudden you hit on regular grass, like that can completely change the game. So that's, that's well said. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's do this, Jake. You know, maybe, you know, if you're able to kind of tell us, maybe what, what are some things that you're kind of, you know, working on with Rapsoda moving forward? I know you talked about the Android compatibility. I know you talked about some other things as well. What, what's next for Rapsoda in terms of what are you guys working on with regards to the golf space? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, we're testing almost every day to get better and better each day, uh, not only accuracy, but feature wise as well. So a couple of things that I'm working on, I love bringing our two sports together. So the baseball side, uh, golf side, similar to hockey, you see a lot of baseball players play golf too and are, are really good. Yeah. Um, so um, our advisor, Mike Malaska, he's out in Arizona where there's spring training. So uh, we have recently brought together four MLB players, uh, Kevin Pillar, Kevin Ploiecki, Michael Conforto, uh, Jordan Luplo and got them to go meet up with uh, PJ coach of the year in 2011, Mike Malaska yeah. and having him, which Malaska is a huge baseball guy. He played a lot of baseball growing up really <laughs> understands. In fact, he's got a club that's a, it's a golf club. And then on the club face, it has a baseball bat on it. So <laughs> that's awesome. he's, he's perfect for stuff, stuff like that. And so having him, really communicate to these MLB players how to translate MLB, that MLB swing to golf and yeah. uh, fun, fun stuff like that. Just integrating the two sports. Uh, and like I said, uh, we just introduced this coach connect stuff and that's actually in partnership with golf digest. Nice. So, so golf digest will be showcasing some of their top instructors, uh, around the country on the app as well. So a lot of fun stuff we're working on and uh, really looking forward to it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, I think you, like you had mentioned, you know, a lot of baseball players, you know, they had that prototypical baseball swing, right. But maybe sometimes it doesn't translate well to golf. So maybe having the, the coach connect and, and, you know, having baseball players transition to a golf swing or understand the, the mechanics a little bit better of golf swings, like that'll help them transition back to the sport a lot faster too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not going to spill all the beans of uh, what Mike said during that shoot, but you sure. watch the YouTube channel and social channels of Rapsodo and Rapsodo at Golf of uh, what Mike says, but a lot of interesting uh, stuff on that and how uh, he thinks a lot of people believe that the a lot of players think the bat on a golf club is the shaft, but it's not. It's the hand, it's the club face and the so if you think of the bat, the bat would be the hosel of yep. the club head. And then Interesting. Uh, that would be the handle. And then the, and the bat would be the club face. So huh. um, just, just how he translates that and tells the players, hey, uh, swing out to right field, swing out to center field. And yeah. how they pick it up like instantly just just by some of the tips that he rides them. And so it's pretty cool. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Jake, we want to, again, thank you for your time. You know, for, for those who maybe want to learn about, more about you, right, or Rap Soto, you know, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Yeah, for sure. So you can email me at jakearapsoto.com or you visit our website at rapsoto.com or like I said, follow all of our social media channels. We're constantly putting uh, really funny and really fun uh, content out there like Friday bombs, uh, MLB Mondays and stuff like that. So cool. as well as a bunch of our advisor uh, educational content with Mark Blackburn, Mike Malaska and many others. Um, so, yeah. All right, what we'll do is we'll put all that contact information in the show notes. And then, uh, Jake, again, I want to say thank you for your time. Uh, good luck with the rest of your studies. Good luck with the golf season this year. And uh, listeners, thanks so much for listening to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Russ. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much again for listening to this week's episode of the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. If you enjoy the content of this show, we would love it if you would leave an iTunes review to help us grow and expand our ability to provide you with the golf information you are seeking. If you're listening to this show and are dealing with aches, pains, or issues from golf that haven't been resolved, or you're not exactly sure where to turn, then let us know how we can help. Whether you are local or not, you can work directly with us through our pain-free golf performance program, which is completely virtual and online. This program is customized to you and your goals of playing your best golf yet. We would assess how well you move to give us a baseline of what you can do, and then based on that assessment, come up with a training program best suited for you. We are offering a special podcast promotion, which gives you access to our program at a reduced rate. You can inquire by going to manaperformancetherapy.com forward slash pain-free golf. Again, mana is spelled M-A-N-A. So it's manaperformancetherapy.com forward slash pain-free golf and use the promo code podcast when inquiring so we can help you feel better and play better golf. Be sure to tune into next week's episode and we'll catch you then.